This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to Out of the Blue from Mazin Brew, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. The podcast that, through a clerical error, is still allowed to be broadcast nationwide. I am Jared Stormer of MazeandBrew.com. With me always is Andy Bailey, my hetero life mate, also of MazeandBrew.com. Andy, you simmering crustacean in the saucepan of life. How the hell are you? We're international. We've been left on here. We're like the coronavirus. We're still around, <laughs> baby. <laughs> international like the coronavirus. I'm not sure that's the comparison I'd want to make, but you're not wrong. It's been a weird day. Yeah, <laughs> and definitely bigger in America than internationals, much like the coronavirus. So um, regardless, we're still here and talking Big Ten schedule release. That was the news of today, kind of a uh, breaking news podcast, if you will, even though we're recording this in the evening, the day of. So Big Ten is going to be going with a conference-only 10-game schedule. Uh, it's going to be played over 12 weeks, with, with each team having two weeks off. Uh, week 13 on November 28th is going to be a league-wide additional date to make up makeup games. So we're going to tonight just kind of look at this schedule and have our reactions to it, mostly based on Michigan's schedule, but we're also going to look at the Big Ten as a whole. Yeah, man, let's do it. It's uh, very strange to look at now because we had such a hard time finding the pre-pre-schedule before it was even condensed to just conference games and it's a lot different and there's good but there's also a lot of bad as usual 
Yes, most definitely. And as per usual, this is par for the course. Ohio State has a cakewalk of a schedule, but are you surprised in the slightest? No, I'm not at all. And we're going to talk about this every single week because it is just outrageous. Their first four games of the season, their first six games of the season. Yeah, it's going to be a cakewalk for them. But let's start with week one, which will be September 5th now. Uh, When was our first game supposed to be against Washington? I believe that was going to be on the 5th. So no change there. I think it was August 29th. Uh, I believe it was September 5th. I'm looking at it right now. I think it was September 5th. Okay. I, I, I submit you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so no change there. Uh, but instead we're going to be opening up with Purdue and Rondell Moore still there. Uh, as far as I have heard, he's not sitting out. So Purdue to open the week, week one. How do you feel about that? Terrified of Rondell Moore, but the rest of the Purdue team, as we saw last year, not too much, not too much worry there. I'm glad we have a lot of time to prepare for a weapon of his nature because he might be the single best player, not named Justin Fields in the Big Ten. So I'm glad Don Brown has a lot of time to prepare for this. Their offense doesn't scare me. I'm only scared of Rondale Moore. Yeah, pretty much. And let's not forget that a few years ago, these guys waxed Ohio State. So they can put it on you, uh, particularly on offense. Their defense, we should be able to score problem is we're probably going to be kind of finding ourselves a little bit on offense with the new quarterback and uh, worth noting that this is at Michigan week one although uh, we should also make mention of the fact that if there is a season whatsoever home field advantage is probably not going to be what you're used to because I would imagine little to no uh, fan attendance yeah home field does not means as little now as it ever has I doubt fans will even be allowed. If so, there'll be a crazy restriction on them. People will be in mass. It won't be the same. You won't have the student sections going crazy. Kinnick won't be Kinnick. Michigan won't be Michigan. It's just, it is what it is this season. Yes. Uh, so that's week one. Oh, and uh, if you were wondering and keeping score at home, Ohio State is at Illinois week one. All right. So uh, then we go to week two where things get interesting immediately if I mean, and, and let's just to backtrack a little bit here, Purdue is not a team you can just sleepwalk through. So no. uh, I want to put that out there. You've got to be ready to play Purdue. But then week two, you absolutely need to be on your A game because we're traveling to Minnesota to take on the fighting Flex. Yeah, it's, this one worries me because P.J. Fleck is an outstanding coach. But what makes me feel just a little bit better is that their star and former first-team All-Big Ten wide receiver Rashad Bateman announced today that he is sitting out the season. Good for you, Rashad. Thank you. (laughs) We definitely appreciate it. This dude is probably a first rounder. Uh, At worst, he's probably a second round draft pick. So if you're assuming the season's not going to happen anyway, but there likely is a draft, uh, you want to set yourself up for that. So I get why he's doing that. That's a big part of their offense, though. They like to chuck it with Tanner Morgan and and him on the other end. He was going to have a big year. So that's one less concern for Ambry Thomas and Vincent Gray. Uh, But Minnesota's well coached, one of the least penalized teams in the Big Ten or in the whole country last year. So we're going to need to be on our A game immediately. This is going to be a hard-fought game. I don't think anybody's running away with this one. If Michigan has the start they did last year, they could easily trip themselves into 0-2. It it could happen. It's possible. You cannot come out like you did last year. I 100% agree. Uh, And if you're keeping score at home, week two, Rutgers at Ohio State. So uh, as you can see, the uh, the gauntlet continues for them. (laughs) Moving on to week three, we find Michigan at home against Penn State. So looking for revenge. We've gone back and forth with Penn State the last few years. We all know how last year turned up. It was 
the our finest hour moment at halftime with Harbaugh. Michigan came back, and then Ronnie Bell had the unfortunate drop right at the end of the game, and that sealed it. But the second half, what Michigan showed against that team at Happy Valley makes me feel a lot more confident going into this revenge game at home in 2020. I have to agree. It's gone back and forth. Like you said, usually the home team will take it. So that means we are due. Like we said earlier, home field advantage is not going to mean it as much because this could have been a, uh, a night game, which would have been really, really intense, as you can imagine. Uh, but yeah, we, we want Penn State. And I have to imagine that Michigan is going to be amped up. They're going to want this one after the way things went last year. Definitely difficult to go back to back with Minnesota and Penn State. I mean, that is not an easy ask. So Michigan early on needs to be ready to go. I mean, cannot reiterate enough that you cannot come out flat like you did last year. No, like I said, again, at this point, it could be 0-3. I assume Michigan could beat Purdue even on a bad day. So like, but moderately could be one and two before September 20th. Yeah, and that would be a rough-looking start, and you're pretty much out of contention already unless Ohio State's messing up as well. But uh, this week, they're at Purdue in Week 3, so things don't necessarily get much more difficult for them. Meanwhile, we're taking on Minnesota, Penn State, back-to-back weeks. But the way I want to look at this is that every game is on a neutral field. So on a neutral field, I like Michigan against all three opponents that we've talked about so far. Penn State, is they're losing a lot. I'm more worried about their defense than their offense next year. Yeah, who um, who's their middle line? Isaiah, is it Micah, Micah Parsons. Parsons? Micah Parsons is an animal. He's a stud. He'll be probably a first round pick. So I'm more worried about us being able to run the ball on him than them all of a sudden putting up 40 points. That offense probably isn't going to be doing that next year. No, I don't think so either, man. But it's revenge time. So last time we got revenge against uh, Penn State at home, it was Donovan Peoples Jones and company doing the Saquon Barkley celebration. So hopefully we can at least pray for more pettiness. Oh, I love the pettiness. Those are good times, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to week four now, September 26, where Michigan will travel to Rutgers to take on what is essentially an AAU basketball team in football pads. Uh, this one is a guaranteed win. It's just a question of if they cover the 40 point spread or not. Yeah. Finally, we get into the, the fun part of the schedule where you can just bulldoze Rutgers again and get on into October. There's no need to dwell on this. It's, It'll be an evisceration per use. Yes, absolutely. And then this week, it's Indiana at Ohio State. So here we are week four. Ohio State won't have been tested yet, and we'll have gone through Minnesota. And we could have three losses at this point in the season. Two, realistically. And Ohio State has Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana. It's ridiculous. Every year. I don't know what they're doing in their athletic department, but we need to start doing that. Maybe they're just sliding a bunch of stack of 20s under somebody's door, the commissioner's door, but we didn't just show up at the commissioner's door and knock and just slide some money under like a crisp five and just walk away. (laughs) Just be like, you know what to do. There's more where that came from. How about his friend Lincoln and his other friend Washington? Like who are these two guys at my house? Why are you here? Take your $6 and leave. (laughs) Oh man. You want to take it to week five, brother? Yes, sir. Week five. We're entering October now. And this is, I believe, this is after a bye week. Yeah, we get a, no, we don't get a bye week yet. I'm sorry. Uh, Week five, we get Michigan State. So Michigan State should be down, bringing in a new coach. Had a player, some players announced today they're sitting out the season. Supposed to be down. But as we say, when they are up and we are down, 
it's a rivalry game. So at least for a quarter, it's going to be competitive and it's going to be intense. Indeed. And Mel Tucker is going to want to make his statement on this game. He's going to want to make his mark. Now they are woefully under uh, talented to try and take on Michigan at Michigan, by the way. And not that that's a big, you know, distance for them to travel. Uh, but Michigan is the better team on paper. It's going to be played at a neutral field. It's just going to be if Michigan State comes out wanting it more. Does Michigan, you know, after a couple of years of kind of beating up on them and returning back to the driver's seat in this rivalry, are they going to be motivated for this game? I think they will be. Michigan should handle this one. Especially after the shellacking Michigan gave them last season, Sparty's going to be looking for some kind of vengeance. Yes, absolutely. And if you're keeping a score at home, Ohio State gets rewarded after their tough start with a bye this week. <laughs> they got to rest up, man. They got a hard one next week. Yeah, they got a tough one next week. Uh, when we have our bye, it will be Nebraska at Ohio State. So even like the game that maybe could get interesting, it's at Ohio State and Nebraska is, look, if you think Nebraska is just going to all of a sudden become some powerhouse, you're, you're one hell of an optimist, but I don't see it. If Nebraska is bad again, is Scott Frost on the hot seat? I think so. I mean, he's the chosen one there, but how long can you be bad? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done for me? Not lately at all. At all. <laughs> he hasn't done much there and uh, not really lighting the world on fire with recruiting either. So, yeah, I would say it's at least a bowl game for Nebraska or he's going to start hearing some chatter. And um, Nebraska has a gauntlet in the middle of their schedule of Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State, all back to back. Jeez. I mean, some people just get the raw end of the deal with it, and Nebraska's getting it next year. So find a way to upset somebody. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, I'll take. Do you want to take us week seven? Yeah, man. Week seven after the bye week, Michigan gets Indiana. I used to always fear Indiana as the like optimal trap game. Michigan used to always struggle with them. But last season really felt like they kind of shook the monkey off their back and just eviscerated them as Shea Patterson looked fantastic. So Indiana's next. They're a formidable opponent. They're not just a pushover, but Michigan should still handle them by two touchdowns. It is. Uh, the reason I hate Indiana right before, right now is that they always show Ohio State something. And the way yep. the schedule sets up, it's going to be in place for that to happen again. So Indiana will give us a challenge, but we should pull away in the fourth quarter like we've kind of been doing the last couple of years. Just a game you can't really overlook. I'm glad that uh, there's not going to be the fans there because that stadium gets sneaky loud when, when they're completely packed out at stadium just because it's very compact. So in uh, that week, Ohio State at Michigan State. So still not tested this deep into the season. Yeah, Ohio State really gets the coast to 6-0 and heading into the following week, which is Michigan-Ohio State. Indeed. Week 8, October 24th. So uh, right, on the, right on the cusp of Halloween, we'll be playing Ohio State in Week 8, not to close the season. This is just bizarre at every level. I, I mean, can't imagine what this is going to look like. Maybe it'll be better for us. Maybe it's good to get them earlier on when we're hitting our stride rather than at the end of the year when there's all the talk of, you know, seeding for the playoffs and Big Ten championship. I mean, maybe this point uh, in the season is better. I have no idea. It is at Ohio State. Let's just say I am glad that the home field advantage is going to be neutralized a little bit. Yeah, you have to feel good about that. I hate that this game is here. The first time since 1942 it has not been played the last game of the regular season. I hate this, but trying to be optimistic like you are, Maybe we get them early. Maybe it's a little bit different, but 
I don't know. It's going to feel so bizarre playing them that week, but it's also like kind of exciting that in the middle of the season, it's like, guys, it's Ohio State week now. Now we get to turn it up. This is what matters. But come November and be like, Northwestern after Thanksgiving? I'm just going to keep sleeping or drinking. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'm going to stay in my turkey coma. Um, Here's a way to look at this, and I'm going to choose to look at it this way moving forward. Up to this point, Michigan's going to have sharpened themselves against some, some tough teams. What has Ohio State done up to this point to improve their skills, to really sharpen their metal? You know, they've played a bunch of cupcakes, and all of a sudden they get a Michigan team that's played Penn State, Minnesota, Michigan State. I mean, maybe maybe Michigan's operating at a different level at Ohio State at this point. I'm choosing to look at it that way, at least. That's a good point. I actually like that idea because you get used to playing mediocre opponents. You kind of just go through the motions, and all of a sudden the intensity just rises for this one week. So that's the best way to look at it. I like that. Yep, iron sharpens iron. That's what uh, Mr. Harbaugh says. Uh, week nine, sir, go ahead. Week nine terrifies me as not even a trap game, but just a letdown game after the the big rivalry game in the middle of the season. And that is Wisconsin at home, Michigan looking for revenge. We all remember just the beating we took last year up in Camp Randall. That was not fun. I still have PTSD from that game. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. If you get uh, blown out by Ohio State, are you really going to be able to get yourself back up for this game? Or vice versa, if you you know beat Ohio State, is there going to be an emotional letdown for Wisconsin right after? I hate the way that this sets up. Oh, in Ohio State, they've got Maryland that week. It's unreal. They get literally the easiest schedule that you could possibly put together with all the teams in the Big Ten. Maryland right after. No, watch yeah. out for the trap. Yeah, the trap game, while we have Wisconsin right on the heels of that. It's disgusting. Week 10, we'll get Maryland. Maryland at Michigan, so finally the intensity lets up a little bit, and then Ohio State does go to Penn State that week. So week 10 will be an interesting one. Um, Maryland uh, at times last year looked god-awful. Early on in the season, they looked like a juggernaut, but then um, the law of averages won out, and they were not a very good (laughs) <laughs> then they started playing teams mostly comprised of men, and then they, yeah. it all fell apart. The little kids, the little kid teams, sorry, they stopped playing. So yes, exactly. That was by uh, about week three. So uh, <laughs> so Maryland's got a long way to go. Uh, that which brings us to a game after Maryland for Michigan is a bye week, week eleven. Michigan's off, Ohio State's off. So Ohio State schedule, you know, lightens up again after Penn State, and then yeah. in week twelve. Michigan travels to Northwestern, who was the worst team in the Big Ten last year. Absolutely. We finished with Northwestern, and then to close it out for Ohio State, Iowa to Ohio State, which I was giving them fits before, but usually it's in Kinnick. But then again, Kinnick wouldn't really matter. So we'll see. On a neutral field, Ohio State's got the best roster in the Big Ten and one of the best rosters in the country. But you just never know. It's going to be a weird year. I'm okay with finishing at Northwestern. You should be able to chalk that one up to a victory. If you lose this game, I mean, you've got something fundamentally wrong within the program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rough, rough guess right now. What's Michigan's record next year? I want to say eight and two. That's not, right. nine, That's... Yeah, right around there. What do you think? I'm eight. I'm eight and two. I think they drop one of. Uh, I, I think they drop Ohio State. I'm just going to say that right now because God knows when week eight rolls around, I'm going to be clamor- clamoring for Michigan, baby. And no. um, 
Wisconsin's in there as well in Minnesota. Those three games are very losable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Penn State's losable, but I think we're due. I, I like where your head's at there as well. I just think that they're going to want that one. But one of those other three games, very doable. I would say uh, nine and one's probably your ceiling. Obviously, you could go undefeated. That's possible, but this is a tough, tough schedule. Um, we've got questions mostly on defense, um, and we're going to play some tough offenses. So I like eight and two. I'm with you there, um, which would give you a shot. You know, depending on where your losses are, it'd give you a shot to get into the Big Ten championship game. But once again, there's that juggernaut down in Columbus that's just going to be real tough to unseat, especially with Justin Fields coming back. Exactly. And it's an interesting season because no team is going to have that tough or not tough, bad non-conference loss because nobody plays a non-conference game. So if you're off for one week, bam, that's against your conference schedule. So in a season like last year, if you lose one conference game, You could be still in it, but if you lose two, you're out. This season could be completely up in the air because everything is in conference. Yes, absolutely. And I think anything more than one loss, you're probably going to be out of that picture and where that loss comes. If you lose to Wisconsin but beat Ohio State, you probably are going to get into the Big Ten Championship. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I just don't know how I feel about Ohio State on October 23rd or whatever and then Wisconsin the week after. I don't know what my blood pressure is going to look like around Halloween. That's not a fun back-to-back, but we did do the revenge tour, and for a few weeks, that was one of the best times of being a Michigan fan. You know, and maybe this weirdness uh, works to our advantage. You just never know. So I'm on board with that, but uh, any final thoughts from you, brother? No, man, I'm good. I'm excited. This actually makes me feel like football is palpable, at least for the time being. Yeah, they're they're giving us something to cling on to. I mean, who knows you know, how realistic it is, but for now, we'll take it. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Out of the Blue. Make sure you follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a review for all your shows and content where you get your podcasts by searching Maze and Brew Podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. I am Jared. That is Andy. This is Out of the Blue. We'd like to remind you that wherever you go, go blue.